0: Hey bubblies, I'm Jen, the host of this little old podcast, My Streaming Bubble. And today I'm going to be finishing... And today I'm going to finish answering the uh, Ask Me Anything questions that I received a long time ago. So I had answered the first... uh, 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 My God! I had answered a handful of them for my 100th episode. So if you haven't listened to that, why don't you pause this, go back take a listen because it's, it's a nice little mini bubble and you get to know a little bit more about me. And why wouldn't you want to know more about me? I'm kind of awesome. So anyways, um, so I'll just get right into it and I'll just start answering some of the questions that I received. Now, the questions that I got way back were from, uh, so some of the folks that I, Jesus fart in Christ. So <laughs> holy shit, I'm keeping all of this in, by the way. Um, so the original question askers when I first posted about uh, doing an AMA uh, were my, was my lovely podcast brain twin Aaron over there at It's a fandom thing, Carla from the podcast Bedwetter Head two of my favorite people to tolerate, Laura and Eric, and some of my best good friends outside of podcasting, Aaron and Kelly. So, before I get started, I just kind of want to add a quick addendum. I think that's the right word to one of the questions that was asked and answered in the previous AMA. Let me find that question. Ba-ba-da-ba-da maybe I didn't answer it. Maybe I need to go back and listen to my 100th episode to <laughs> make sure my list is updated of the questions I have yet to answer. Oh, so let's see. So I had received the question about what do you feel people do incorrectly when starting a podcast and what advice would you give nude pod- <laughs> new podcasters? It sounded like I was about to say nude podcasters. And you know what? If you want a podcast in the nude, that's fine. I don't care. Um, Avoid white sitting on anything white, I guess. So, I just wanted to add to the answer real quick um, that I, because I did answer that in the 100th episode. And you should also be kind to yourself. Uh, It can be a lot of work, it can be kind of stressful. Uh, A lot of things that I see from indie podcasters online is that they really didn't anticipate maybe how much work was involved between the recording, the editing and the promotions and being active uh, on social media in order to kind of help generate followers and just get your name out there and your brand out there and all of that. So some folks get really kind of caught up in the numbers game. And if that's you, that's fine. But also just kind of keep in mind that you know, why you started this. If you if you started doing indie podcasting because you wanted to maybe get rich and famous someday, I don't know that that is really a good motivator here. Um, I mean, it certainly can be. But for me personally, I started this because I wanted something of my own and to do something for me. So it always just was like a fun, thing for me to do. It was a bit overwhelming because I didn't realize how much work was going to need to be involved, especially with the editing aspect of everything. Um, but basically what I'm trying to say here is if you feel like you're starting to get overwhelmed or you're starting to feel a lot of pressures on yourself that maybe it's coming more internally than uh, from any listeners or or anything like that, don't be afraid to take those breaks. Take care of yourself this is, at least for me, a really fun hobby, and I'm not afraid to take little mini breaks as needed. So sometimes I need to focus on my family or I've got some stuff going on at work that has required quite a bit of attention. For example, the reason that I'm doing the second AMA to finish off these questions is, one, I want to finish answering these questions and get a new batch of questions for a future another future AMA. But because I run the podcast at the library, because that was my brilliant idea and contribution, uh, this week, the, the library episode for October, because it's just a monthly podcast, ended up being a lot more work involved in it than I had initially anticipated. Plus, I try not to spend a whole heck of a lot of time uh, outside of my work time, my schedule, working on these. It's usually maybe a few hours a week here and there to kind of get it all together. So this one was had a, had a bit more to it and I wanted, so I wanted to make sure that that was set and ready to go for October 1st and it's all done, but unfortunately it did take more time than I had anticipated, so I don't have the time needed to do, to edit a full episode. Uh, I'm trying to streamline my editing process and not be so nitpicky about things, but it's really difficult for me. <laughs> So I know I would not have gotten an episode out uh, in time and at least not to the level of quality that I'm comfortable with, (laughs) that I find acceptable. So um, with all that said, again, take care of yourselves, take breaks as you need them, reach out and get support wherever you can get your support, wherever your support system is. And just know that at least within the podcasting indie podcast community, we all support you. And so if you need to take a break because life happens, um, do it. And your loyal listeners will still be there and your community will still be there for you. So just a quick little add on to all of that. All right. So we're going to get right into the second set of questions uh, that I received way, 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 way back. So the first question <laughs> is: There anything that could cause you to dislike Nick Cage as an actor? So I want to say that when I initially read that question, I had read it as: Is there anything that would cause me to dislike Nicholas Cage just as a person as a whole? Uh, my initial answer, straight up, like kind of knee-jerk answer, reaction, reaction, answer, whatever: uh, pedophilia. Full stop. Uh, But then I went back and I reread the question. So as an actor specifically, uh, I would say that if I found out that he's like really, really toxic and demeaning to his coworkers and really just like, don't look at me. No one can look at me. I'm the great Nicolas Cage. Kind of that type of behavior. That would be very, very off-putting. If he's mean to service people, your your wait staff, um, anyone in the customer service business, because I think I've done plenty of customer service work and mean people suck, plain and simple. Don't be a dick to the people that are helping you. Don't come in with an attitude. I get we all have bad days, but check your shit at the door because customer service workers are not paid well enough to deal with your bullshit. So that's my little mini rant there. So those would be the things that would cause me to not like Nicolas Cage as an actor or person Uh, I I should probably also maybe throw in murder, but I (laughs) I feel like it would depend who he murdered and why. (laughs) I acknowledge I have problematic behaviors and uh, opinions when it comes to celebrities that I really, really like. But again, it's definitely pedophilia, full stop. I have no patience for that. And you know what? If he was mean to animals as well. So just... Just anyone that targets the weak and vulnerable, I have no patience for. No tolerance, no patience, and they can all fuck off. But I've never heard of Nicolas Cage being like toxic on set. So uh, if there are those stories, I don't want to hear them. (laughs) Don't share those with me, please and thank you. (laughs) I'm just going to bump into my mic a couple of times because that's what I do. All right, next question. Aside from editing, what do you dislike most about podcasting? So I've kind of come around to editing. It, I don't hate it as much as I used to. Uh, again, as, as I'm learning, uh, kind of going through this process and learning a bit more of just how to do the things and what works for me, uh, it's, it's time consuming for me still because I still probably am more picky about what I'm editing out than maybe some folks, and that's fine. Um, I just wish that I could let go of some of that stuff. And I slowly have been, but it's been a process. Um, so other than that, I would have to say probably writing the episode descriptions and creating the promos. Those are those are definitely aspects to being an indie podcaster that I hadn't really anticipated. And I thought like, oh, it'll be fine, it'll be easy, no big deal. But I, I want them to kind of stand out a little bit on their own, and, and sometimes writing the episode descriptions, it's it just kind of, it, it, they end up pretty bland and basic because I've got nothing, so it would be kind of nice to have someone that was very punny and creative and a good writer and that knows how to use commas, because if you've seen any of the shit that I post on Twitter or anything, you probably realize that this bitch doesn't know commas, and I'm sorry. Uh, So that would be helpful. (laughs) Someone who understands punctuation. (laughs) Um, But it's I would have to say kind of the hardest thing about relinquishing any kind of that any of that kind of uh, responsibilities onto anybody else is that I tend to be a bit of a control freak when it comes to certain things. It's a character trait that I'm not super proud of, but I acknowledge that I have. And so I try not to put myself in a position where I end up being very micromanagey. So I w- I'm afraid that even if someone were to offer, or if I even hired someone to do that, uh, I, I would—I worry about the person I would turn into. So there's got to be like a total 100% trust in uh, that I have in that person, and it's just—it's just really hard for me to give to kind of relinquish that kind of control. But something to work on, I guess. But otherwise. That's kind of it. I mean, obviously, my favorite parts are the recording and the hanging out with my friends and getting to talk about a show or movie way too much and read way too much into things or even have someone help explain something to me that maybe I didn't understand or I I didn't catch upon my my viewing. So it's always nice to get those additional perspectives. And so that's always a lot of fun. And just fucking around on Twitter. I like doing that. (laughs) That's a lot of fun, too. (laughs) If you could transplant a character from one show to another, who and what would it be? So um, I'm going to say off the top of my head, Doctor Who into everything, because how fun would that be? I mean, even if it's just like a little TARDIS in the background or just a faint TARDIS sound, uh, my ass would just be giddy as fuck about it. Um, or just someone in a background in, like, a long jacket running around wildly. Uh, that would be – I would just get a huge kick out of it, and I don't care. I, <laughs> throw <laughs> Superimpose it in The Sopranos, uh, in Breaking Bad, in some of these heavier, dramatic series and movies. I probably takes would probably take the viewer out of the moment. But, like I said, my ass would be giggly and giddy about it, and I'd love it so, so much. So, um, But I suppose, yeah, Doctor Who – how about Doctor Who and the series Lost? All problem solved, they're not dead, bam, better ending. Oh, what if the island was like cuz you know like the island time travel. Sorry, spoilers for Lost, but whatever, y'all know. And like the the island was actually like a TARDIS. I think I had a little burp in my throat. But the island was like a TARDIS and with like the uh uh the cloaking device, the chameleon, fuck, what is it called? But is broken and looks like an island or something. I don't know. It still would have been better than what we got. Next question. This one I'm going to say who posted the question. and It is my friend Laura. And you can find her on Twitter as at Sarah Bell Palsy and the number one. Her name is not Sarah or Sarah Bell, but she does have cerebral palsy. Anyways, um, so she had asked, what made you start this podcast? And I just kind of thought it was interesting and kind of funny that Laura had asked this question, because when we had worked together, uh, because her and I were working together when this whole idea was first kind of conceived, and we would always spend time talking about shows uh, on our breaks and breaks plus, and, you know, everything from Gotham Game of Thrones, I had so many other series that we would watch and then sit around and talk about. Another coworker at the time, her and I would sit down and go on about Bates Motel, and that was a lot of fun. So it was always just kind of, I guess like there in the background, and then there was the one day my boss and I were sitting around shooting the shit, and he asked what what I would do if I didn't have to work, and I said have a podcast about my shows. And from there it was just kind of like, huh, maybe I will do that now. Maybe I'm ready to start my own podcast. That kind of sounds like fun. So with the help of my ex work wife Marty over there at Marty Podcasts and the support of my hubby, I was able to drop my first episode on October 20th in 2019, and the rest as they say is history. So and I'm coming up on my 3 year uh, Potterversary. I'm very excited. I don't really have anything planned for that day yet. Maybe I'll do another uh, AMA if I get enough questions, but we'll see. I Hopefully, maybe, I don't know. I'm really bla- bad at planning that kind of stuff. There's a lot of other podcasters that are very organized in themes and episode selections and, you know, planning. Uh, me, not so much. I like to wing it. So we'll see. You should probably follow me on all the social media so you can stay up to date on what may or may not happen on October 20th. (laughs) All right. Next question is, what do you want to achieve? What do you want to achieve with your podcast? Well, I want to be able to fucking speak better. Holy shit. Anyways. So I guess I'm just looking to achieve just a place where friends, people are comfortable and safe about and, and feeling comfortable and safe and gushing about whatever recent binge or obsession or even like a rage watch. And just to just to kind of create that for my friends and family and just to keep having fun with it. I want to keep it a fun thing for us to do. And that's something that I have to do because I have enough of that shit. Um, and who knows, maybe I'll learn something new about myself or someone else along the way and just have some laughs. So I, I, I guess I don't have giant lofty goals for this podcast, but I want to keep it simple. I want to keep it mine. And I don't want to uh, put the cart in front of the horse, so to speak, and start thinking too big and then get kind of overwhelmed from the pressure that I end up putting on myself because that would all be me pressuring me. So that's kind of, I guess that's what I'd like to achieve with the podcast. You know, I love having the listeners. I love the follows. I love the community and everything. And I really like where I'm at right now with the podcast. So maintaining this and growing bit by bit, I'm all for that. So, all right. So let's see. Next question. Favorite movie slash show slash actor slash character and why? So I'm going to reference the quote from Nicolas Cage in uh, that he says in Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And just to kind of recap what that is, um, Jave, played by Pedro Pascal, asks, Mr. Cage, what is your favorite movie? And Nick Cage answers, oh, favorite movie? Oh, wow. I mean, that's one of those questions that's impossible to answer because you see 100 plus years of rich cinema you can't just limit it to one. It depends on your mood, the seasons. And I 100% agree with that. So So this one is kind of tricky because my favorites do change throughout the year and the day. <laughs> um let's see. I really like Okay, so right now some of my favorite a couple of my favorite favorite fucking movies right now uh, is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal. Um, everything, Everywhere, All at Once might actually have usurped uh, Unbearable Weight as my favorite movie of this year because I fucking loved that movie so much. It was so good. And it was, I just, I really, really enjoyed it. And if you haven't listened to it already, my brother and I talked about that movie um couple episodes ago. So you should give that a listen if you've, if you watched the film um, and you enjoyed it because we have nothing but amazing things to say about it. Loved it, loved it so, so much. Um, Unbearable Weight is so good. It's so funny and it's got action and it's really meta and very kind of tongue in cheek. And I like how they, in a way, for lack of a better phrase, poke fun at Nicolas Cage without poking, like without making fun of him. So it's a, uh, it was, so Unbearable Weights a really nice kind of love letter to Nicolas Cage for any big Nick Cage fan. So if you, so those are two of my top favorite movies right now from this year. Uh, otherwise, I can always rewatch The Suicide Squad. Um, my friend Eric, my buddy Eric, one of my main tolerables, loves to tease me about how many times I've watched it. And I think I saw someone on Twitter post that they had actually watched it more times than I currently have. But that's assuming I'm keeping track. I, I'm not because... I can't count that high. (laughs) Otherwise, all-time favorite movies, some of my all-time favorite movies, um, it would be one, oh God, Marie Antoinette with Kirsten Dunst and Tom Hardy is in that as well. I love that movie. It's directed by Sofia Coppola and I just, I love the costumes. I love the soundtrack. I know it's not, I know the music isn't like time period music and I don't give a shit. It's just, it's such, it's such a good movie. It's one of my favorites. It's kind of a comfort rewatch for me. Um, and then I've got like my 90s movies that were on repeat when I was in high school. And that's that would be uh, Clueless, Empire Records and Dazed and Confused. So uh, there is a point in my high school life where during the summer I wouldn't start my day until I've watched all three of those movies. And since I was young, my day would start at maybe like two, three o'clock. So that was gave me plenty of time to watch those movies every single fucking day. Uh, let's see other movies that I just kind of have to watch. At least once a year. Well, there's Scrooge. That's part of our Christmas, our holiday movie rewatch. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors. I will end up watching that at least once a year with uh, Rick Moranis and Steve Martin, Bill Murray, uh, and uh, Ellen Green. And uh, so those are some. Uh, so those are just. Oh, God. And then that thing you do with Tom Hanks and Liv Tyler and uh, Ethan Embry. I love that movie. Uh <laughs> I love the Oneaters. Um, and I totally missed like, the live stream thing that they did during quarantine. Um, I think I had it on, but, you know, parenting and life, and so I wasn't able to sit down and actually, like, watch it with those those guys, but I love that they did that. I think that's super awesome, and definitely it's a great movie. I love the soundtrack as well, um, in addition to the 90 movies that I listed, also amazing soundtracks. Um Let's see. So let's see. Favorite shows. Oof, I've got a lot of favorite shows, but I'd have to say the ones that I rewatch the most uh, are going to be Schitt's Creek, Letterkenny, Shorezy. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Canada. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do I rewatch? Have I rewatched a lot? I actually rewatch uh, Game of Thrones for like a drama series with hour long episodes. I think I've rewatched that series more than any other series. What other? I feel like there's always so many. And I think that's a pretty good list. I think I can stop there. I may add to it in future episodes. So we shall see. Oh, let's see. Favorite actor. Well, I think we all know how much I love Nicolas Cage uh, for his good and bad movies. He's just really fun to watch. And uh, I just I get a huge kick out of him. I and I'm not sorry. Characters. Oof, this is kind of tough one. I did write down when I initially saw this question, uh, Jessica Jones. Which, after writing it down, I was like, it's kind of weird because I do really like the the series, at least the first season. I really, really enjoyed the first season. It helps that David Tennant is in it, uh, even though he's the baddie. Like a really not good baddie. But I sometimes I need when I need my David Tennant fix and I've watched all the Doctor Who, then I'll rewatch season one of Jessica Jones and then uh, Broadchurch. Which I haven't rewatched that one in a really long time. I need to. But what I loved about Jessica Jones was the way they showed her character dealing or not really dealing with her PTSD, especially in that first season. And it just felt really real and like accessible. Um, And how that and how she kind of used her trauma to as motivation um, in a a sense. So I, I really like that. I don't think and especially for when that, series came out, and it's been several years now, I, I don't recall a lot of other shows with a female lead that was going through some really tough shit like that, especially the type of trauma that she had gone through. So to see it and have it a, kind of addressed and discussed in the series, I thought was a very bold choice on Netflix for their, for their Marvel series. And I think I think I've been seeing that she's gonna be coming back and maybe the new Daredevil series or Kristen Ritter's coming back to play the character, I don't know, for another season of Jessica Jones or kind of really what's all going on with that. I haven't I think mostly what I've seen has been rumored stuff and not necessarily confirmed shit. So but I yeah, I really, really liked that. Um let's see, other favorite characters? Well shit, I mean If we're going to go back to, like, my favorite pick from my favorite shows, then um, damn near any one of the Roses from Schitt's Creek, uh, David, Alexis, uh, I just just was going to say Eugene. I all of a sudden forgot what his character's name was. Holy fuck. Um, But I loved them. Oh, and I mean, really, pretty much anyone from Schitt's Creek, except for maybe Roland, although I do appreciate Roland for Roland. Uh. <laughs> oh, you know, another character I fucking love is Kirk from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I'm sure there's more characters that I absolutely adore, uh, but they have escaped my brain space. They've escaped my little mind condo because it's not a palace. It's much, much smaller. More like a mind trailer, but a nice double wide. All right, my hubby just called me, and so I have to try and remember where I was at. And then I also got distracted with uh, the video of Michael Sheen on The Graham Norton Show talking about fan fiction. (laughs) I had to send that to some folks. (laughs) And of course, I had to watch it again. He supports fan fiction. He'll read your porny fanfic of him and David Tennant and Good Omens. (laughs) Anyway, I need to kind of start wrapping this up because I got to go get my kids in a little bit, and I know how I can ramble. So on to... The next question: least favorite movie or show or actor or character and w- and why? Um, oh, I don't think I gave a why on the on the last answer, so you guys will just you guys can make up your own. You can write your fanfic on why I, those were my favorites. So my least favorites are uh, Homelander from The Boys, and I don't think I need to elaborate. Uh, Joffrey and Ramsey from Game of Thrones, again, no elaboration needed, and the cast of Ghost Adventures. <laughs> Anyways, um, but you know, I really, really fucking hate they. They make great villains, every single one of them. Uh, Homelander, Joffrey, Ramsey, and and you know that says more about the acting than it does any, you know, than it does really of anything else. And uh, every single one of those actors does such a great job with these characters and put a lot, puts a lot of, you can tell, like kind of time and care into creating these characters and and portraying them and giving them to us but they are terrible characters. They are the worst and this comes from someone who loves villains. And these were great fucking villains but these are not. I do not like any of them. Um I'm sure there are a lot more characters to name. Um you know, I like I just recently watched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest for a new movie uh, episode series that I've uh, started called Jen, uh, Movies Jen Hasn't Seen, and so that was the first pick, and I recorded that episode with uh, my lovely podcast brain twin, Aaron at It's a Fandom Thing pod, and so I would definitely have to add Ratchet to uh, least favorite, but um, I just, but I don't get it, don't get it wrong, I love a good villain, and these are all great, great villains that are just very terrible as well. Oh, and then, yeah, cast of Ghost Adventures. I've seen every single fucking episode of that goddamn show. And so many times I just want to punch several of them in the face. But again, I have seen every episode of that goddamn show. So it's one of my favorite rage watches. They're just so dumb and so annoying. Oh, my God. Like, why? Why do you need to, like, specifically mention in your intro that you've worked for years to build your credibility? That tells me that you're still working to build your credibility, Zach. All right. (laughs) After that little rant, um, let's see. All right. I am trying like hell to get at least this recording bit done before I have to go pick up the kids. So I'm going to try and answer uh, two more questions. Uh, These are questions that I said I would answer, I think, in the last episode that I was going to answer for this episode. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, And then I'm going to save the rest for a part three and this is kind of now your chance to send me any questions that you have that I haven't answered yet. So give a listen to the 100th episode where I answer the first set of questions to try and make sure that you don't end up asking the same question. But if you do kind of have the same question, that's fine. Um, maybe you have a different spin or take on it. That's cool. All right. So the last two questions. How do I pick which tolerable or tolerables to record with for each show or movie? And how does one become a tolerable? So how do I pick a tolerable? Well, I, a lot of times it's my tolerables that kind of come to me and say, hey, I just watched this. Let's do an episode on it. And I'm fully supportive of, of that. So they kind of choose it themselves. And I mean, and I, and I try to stay very, very, very open to everything. Um, I was, <laughs> I did have someone say like, hey, let's cover the Sopranos. And I haven't seen the Sopranos. Pausing for gasps. Uh, So this is a great opportunity to sit down and watch the series. But, like, that's a lot of episodes. (laughs) So I'm going to be a little whiny about it for a little bit. But I will definitely, I think we're going to, we've kind of pinned it for 2023. No specific recording date set yet. But I will cover The Sopranos. So, but that's basically how it goes. People reach out to me, um, be it friends, acquaintances, other indie podcasters and general like, sometimes they'll have something that they want to actually talk about with someone and I'm all for that. Otherwise, I do kind of I do try and keep a running list of uh titles or maybe themes or actors uh to cover for later episodes. So I'm always kind of thinking of different stuff to do, things to record with, uh record about, and then maybe I'll just put it out there and see who's interested. So it's there's no real process. And that's how I pick which tolerable to record with for the different shows or movies. So and I suppose sometimes there's just like a movie or a show that I know someone a specific tolerable is watching and really really enjoying. So so sometimes it's that. No real rhyme or reason. So it's a really long-winded answer of like I don't know. And how does one become a tolerable? Well if you're interested in becoming a tolerable uh, the best way is to just reach out to me. Uh, you can send me a message on Twitter at Streaming Bubble. Uh, over on Facebook you can find me as my Streaming Bubble. Uh, you can send an email to mystreamingbubble at gmail.com. Uh, and if you have a show or movie that you just have to talk about, uh, we'll cover it. And you know what? Even if I've covered it before, I'm still open to covering it again and getting your perspective on, on it. So I've done The Gilmore Girls. I started that with Meg, uh, one of the co hosts of Bedwetter Behead, and ended up finishing the series with uh, both hosts of Bedwetter Behead, Meg and Carla. And then Eric ended up. Because he and I are covering the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and so he went and started watching Gilmore Girls, because uh, it's you know written and directed by the Paladinos, and so I gave him the opportunity to sit and talk about it with me, and it was and it was a lot of fun, and it was just really kind of interesting to hear his take on it as like a new, completely new to the series, and which characters he liked and didn't like, which team he was team. Uh, Jess, Dean, or Logan, um, and team Jess all the way. End of discussion (laughs) for me, for me, I'm not for Eric, (laughs) but yeah. So if I've covered it before, but you really want to talk about it, we'll cover it again and we'll suss out the details through, uh, private messaging or emailing, uh, whichever method of communication is initiated. And then we'll pick a record date. So then that way I can plan my watch or rewatch accordingly. Then I'll send you the outline uh, a few days before the recording, sometimes the day of. And I'm really sorry about that. And then I'll send you the Zoom link uh, a few minutes before the scheduled recording time. You know, no no need to join before this agreed upon time. So, um, And as for the outline, it's a pretty standard outline. I do an introduction. You greet, and then we get pretty much right into talking about the title. So uh, there's always room for tangents and, and banter. Uh, I think that's always kind of fun because it's just part of the natural flow of a conversation, which is really what I've always tried to, tried to capture. Um, but we also play. I also play the six degrees of Nicholas Cage, where we will take the title of the movie or show that we're talking about and link it to Nicolas Cage in six steps or less. Uh, It's just a fun thing I do. Why? Because I love Nicolas Cage. We have learned. (laughs) So I would love that you would uh, participate in that and be at least ready for that as well. And then if you have anything that, if you're an indie podcaster or have anything you want to promote, you have an opportunity to uh, self-promote. And I'm always happy to help uplift anyone's, any of those uh, indie creators' voices. Uh, So don't be shy about it. Um. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So I'm sorry if I sounded like if I was speaking really fast or sounded really kind of like hyped up or anything. I think maybe I am a little bit. I had just gotten off work and I knew I had a set amount of time to do this before getting the kids uh, from school. And I really was trying to make it my goal to at least get all the recording done so I can do the editing tomorrow. So you didn't need all of that information. I'm so sorry. But I want to thank you all for listening to today's mini bubble. Uh, the Ask Me Anything Part 2. And don't forget, if you have a question you really need to ask, send it to me. Uh, all the ways I just said. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, send me an email. And um, yeah, I swear I will always suck at at closing out... The show. I think that's just how I'm going to close out the show is awkwardly and, and shit. So I just can't seem to get it, but oh my Lord. So yeah, that'll, yeah, I guess that'll do it for me. Thank you guys. Thank you, Bubblies, for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to share and rate and like and do all those things to help show support. And if you want to find other ways to show support, there's always the Redbubble store. You can search me over at... Uh, Buy me at coffee.com and throw a little support that way. But otherwise, any resharing, any ratings you can do always, always helps. So thanks again for listening and keep streaming. Bye.